Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. started off and we looked at um, speaking with other tongues that on the day of Pentecost the Bible said they were all together with one accord in one place and there was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind and the spirit of God the clothing tongues as of fire rested upon each of the disciples and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost And the Bible said they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. And we said that, that speaking in other tongues, we said that the other tongues is the heteros glossa. Heteros glossa. That means um, speaking another language, a different language, a strange language. Okay? So the heteros is the other, and then the tongue is the glossa. So they began to speak in other tongues. Then you, you read the Bible and again the Apostle Paul in the book of First Corinthians chapter First Corinthians chapter 14 is speaking to the Corinthians and he said in the verse number 21 that it is written in the law. In the law it is written. And the law over there is the Torah. The law over there is the prophets or generally the revelation of God's word. That in the revelation of God's word, it is written that with other tongues and other lips will I speak unto these people. And yet for all that, they will not hear me, saith the Lord. Therefore tongues are for a sign not unto them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them that believe. So he's talking about the fact that with, the, with men of other tongues, and the words other tongues is the same heteros glossa. That means I'm going to use men of other tongues and speak to you. Now, so on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost fell on the people and something began to happen. The disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost and they started speaking tongues that they had never learned before. They became xenoglossic. All of a sudden they are speaking a language they've never learned before. And some were speaking the language of the people of Egypt, Pamphylia, Mesopotamia, Rome, and various parts of the world, they were speaking their languages. They started evangelizing to these people. Now, the mystery of it is that these people could only get converted if they heard somebody speaking their language, but the person had never learned the language before. And the Jews themselves, they could only believe in the power of the Holy Ghost when they heard themselves speaking a language they had never learned before. And they were speaking the language. So now, the Apostle Paul knew what happened on the day of Pentecost. So he knew about heteros glossa. So in writing the book of First Corinthians, he told them that it is written in the law. 
with men of other tongues, another tongue, and other lips, will I speak unto these people. But the part of the law he quoted from was a strange part of the law or the, or the, or the Bible because the, the text he went and made reference to seriously had nothing to do with being filled with the Holy Ghost. That text had nothing to do with the feeling of the Holy Ghost. So if you read through that whole text, the only thing you can deduce is that there are times God wants to speak to us and he just chooses to use another language instead of the language we know. So when you go to Accra, sometimes they can tell you, Jejen, that means, it means go away. But if they want to say it in a stronger way, they say, go away, Jejen. By the time they say, go away, Jejen, it means that the thing is becoming serious. So, sometimes you just employ another language to speak to people. And you see, um, when you start employing other language, it shows that another level of seriousness in what we are trying to communicate. Now, so this scripture Paul talked about, that it is written in the law that men with, with men with another, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto you. He was actually quoting from the book of Isaiah chapter 28. And some of these scriptures also occur in Isaiah chapter 33 and then in the book of Deuteronomy. So Deuteronomy, Isaiah, they spoke about this God using um, other languages to speak to people. Now, in Isaiah chapter 28, and I'll start from the verse number 9, the whole context is this. Whom shall he teach knowledge? God is trying to teach his people knowledge. And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? He's been talking to them, they don't understand. Prophets are preaching to them. Prophets are teaching. Priests are opening the books of the law. And they are teaching them day and night. And these people are not understanding anything. As a matter of fact, the prophets who came to teach them the word, they persecuted the prophets, they stoned some of them, they killed some of them. They made the lives of the prophets miserable. They, they rejected the prophets. Okay. So to whom shall he teach knowledge? And to whom shall he make to understand doctrine? He's saying that you can only understand knowledge and understand doctrine if you are weaned from the milk and you are drawn from the breast. If you are weaned from the milk and you are drawn from the breast. Many times a pastor will stand in your church and you are teaching and you are preaching and the people are not getting it and you don't know why they are not getting it. They are not getting it because they've not been drawn from the breast and they've not been weaned from milk. Many of us are spiritual babes. We don't understand anything. Our, we don't have the depths. We, we don't have the depths. Many people just can't go there. They just can't go there. They don't get it. They can't get there. Many of us cannot operate in the realm of angels. We can't. We can't operate in the realms of God. We cannot. We don't understand what whole, that, that whole world, we don't know what it is all about. Some of us are transfixed on earth. 
and the only day we will get a glimpse of what heaven is like is when we are dead and gone there but whilst we are on earth we have no dealings with heaven whatsoever but there was a man on earth who said you are the christ the son of the living god jesus burst out and said simon bajona flesh and blood does not reveal this unto you but my father who is in heaven in other words the man was on earth he still engaged heaven paul is sitting on earth he says i know a man but whether it's in the flesh or in the spirit i know not such an one was taken up into the third heaven i'm praying that god will give you some level of spirituality you've never had all your life whom shall he teach knowledge and to whom shall he make to understand doctrine in other words if you've not been pulled away from the breast and you've not been taken you've not been weaned from the milk and you've not been drawn from the breast god will not waste his time trying to teach you knowledge and trying to teach you doctrine because you will not understand you won't understand so god will not waste his time to teach you then the verse number 10 he said for precept upon precept that means these um prophets got up and precept upon precept that means they they, they were teaching them like the way you would teach a child do and do 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 so you are telling your child do and do do and do do and do and he said line upon line line upon line that means rule upon rule rule upon rule brush your teeth when get up in the morning wash your face when they give you money say thank you when you make a mistake say i'm sorry these are do and do do and do rule upon rule rule upon rule a little here a little there a little there a little here yet they will not understand all this all these little 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 teachings and stuff like that they were understanding none of it so god said okay you see that little word for that word for is more than just for what he's saying is that because i taught you precept upon precept and you didn't understand line upon line you didn't understand a little here a little there you didn't understand because of that i'm now going to teach you with stammering lips and with another tongue i will now speak to you with another lips with another tongue just so you will understand stammering lips another tongue will i speak on to these people that means i'm going to cause the assyrians who speak a different language they are semitic but their dialect and the kind of words they use are not exactly like what the jews speak they will invade your country and while they are invading they'll be speaking languages you don't understand they'll be speaking languages you don't understand I'm going to speak to you a language that will be so harsh. These Assyrians will invade your land. The Babylonians will invade your land. And they will speak a language that you cannot understand. Stammering lips and another tongue. That word stammering lips, it means 
deriding, so to, to hold something in derision or to jeer. So they are going to come like they are mocking you. They are going to come like they are making fun of you. They are going to come like they are teasing you. They are going to come like they are taking you for a ride. They've turned you into a joke. My Bible said, yet still, they will not understand. In spite of that, I brought these Chaldeans. I brought the Assyrians. He said, with stammering lips, with another tongue, will I speak unto you, unto these people? Verse number 12, to whom he said, this is the rest, wherewith you will cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. In other words, God is saying, when I bring the Assyrians and I bring the Babylonians, these guys will be so scared. When these people are speaking strange languages among them, they will be so scared that they will run and they will look after God. They will seek after God with all their might. But the end of it is that in spite of all that, they will not hear. Those who will not seek after God will not seek after him. Those who will not pray will not pray. Those who don't want to be holy will not be holy. Those who don't want to do the work of God will not do it. Oh, you know what? In spite of all God is saying, the languages God is speaking, we don't understand anything. So Paul, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the verse number 21, is saying that God said that with another tongue will I speak to these people and I will speak to them with, uh, look at it with men of other tongues and with other lips will I speak unto these people now you are just wondering so well, how are the two related because this one is saying I spoke to them with a certain language they didn't understand and I brought the Assyrians and the Babylonians to punish them just per adventure they may wake up and they repent they still refuse to repent how is it related to what Paul is saying what Paul is saying is that what Paul is now talking about is that Sometimes in teaching, sometimes in spiritual things, sometimes in God raising his people up, sometimes in God doing the things he has to do for revival and other things, he will employ another language. He's just talking about the fact that God is already in the business of employing another language to bring his people to repentance, to bring his people to maturity, to bring his people to performance, that sometimes he employs another language. So on the day of Pentecost, he employed many languages from different parts of the world to manifest his purpose and his mandate on earth, that on that day, just like God used the languages of the Assyrians and the Babylonians who invaded Israel and spoke another language just to wake the people up. On the day of Pentecost, God used other people's languages. And in today's Christianity, God is using other people's languages. I want to tell you people, many times when we are praying, we assume. And when we speak in tongues, we assume that it is nobody's language. The reason you think it is nobody's language is because you don't understand the language. On that day of Pentecost, when the disciples were speaking and the apostles were speaking, I am sure if some of them, nobody had told them it was somebody's language they were speaking, they would not even know that they were speaking somebody's language. They may think they are just making sounds, but they are actually speaking a language that somebody else can understand. 
the bible said no man understands him how be it it's in the spirit he speaks mysteries the bible said when you pray in an unknown tongue your mind is unfruitful i want to tell somebody today that by the grace of god since you started in the morning up till to now maybe during your prayer you have spoken over 10 languages and you didn't know you were speaking a language because when you go you should be conscious of the fact that in the spirit you may be speaking a certain language the language god understands it so it is a heavenly language the language maybe angels understand it so it is angelic language the language maybe another person somewhere understands it and guess what sometimes when you speak some of the tongues even the devil i i, I know people normally say oh when you speak in other tongues the devil can hear it depends on the kind of tongues you are speaking for example if i started speaking key now i can language the devil will hear and understand so sometimes when you speak in tongues and it happens to be a known tongue and it's not a secret conversation between you and god the devil himself will understand what you are saying and that's why sometimes when you are casting out devils and you go sometimes you just picked up a word of knowledge and you spoke a particular word that the demon had to hear in order to go and i'm just praying in the name of jesus now watch this he said in spite of the language i brought the assyrians and the babylonians to speak my people did not change you and i have the medium of speaking in other tongues stammering lips have been given unto us by god and the aim of the stumbling stammering lips are to do some things in our lives when we speak the tongues with the stammering lips number one is supposed to be for the opening of doors on the day of pentecost when they began to speak nations the doors of nations were opened unto them the doors of nations were opened unto them so in the same way you and i when we speak tongues we open up the atmosphere in the stammering lips among the jews when the Assyrians and the Babylonians came in with their language, the land of Israel was open to them. And I'm praying in Jesus' mighty name, people, anytime you carry other tongues, anytime you carry unknown tongues, and you carry stammering leaves, God is bringing you into a certain territory to destroy and to pull down. Doors are open and you are on the offensive. So the people of Bogatanga are here and they are in idolatry they are in magic the people of accra the people of london the people of america they are in idolatry they are in all kinds of bondage and god is speaking to them to get born again god is talking to them to be baptized in the holy ghost god is telling them to repent and to turn their ways from their wicked ways and they refuse and you are speaking to them in the fra language they will not understand you speak to them in key they don't get you you speak to them in in russian language they don't get you then at a certain point god says i'm now going to empower you with stammering lips and when you go into their camp with the stammering lips you will cause a kind of a revival and a revolution oh boy anytime you are in your house and you are speaking in tongues you think 
nobody is understanding you but some witches understand what you are saying some wizards understand what you are saying some diviners understand what you are saying you are on the offensive and doors are opening unto you anytime you are speaking in tongues you have gone into a new territory so the disciples of Jesus they were in Jerusalem but by speaking in other tongues they found themselves in Egypt they found themselves in Mesopotamia they found themselves in in, in Pamphylia they found themselves in many places because of the language they were speaking God wants us to speak in other tongues language we've never understood we've never understood stammering lips jeering jeering derision and when you are even speaking the tongues it sounds funny so the unbelievers whilst we are speaking the tongues we look very funny when they hear us with our stammering lips they go they go ah what are they doing and then people mock and they make a joke with it and 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 but but god himself knows that that is a weapon that is pulling down strongholds because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds forbid not to speak in tongues may you learn to know the power of speaking in tongues and employ that gift in the name of jesus to bring down the power of the kingdom of hell well i know some people well you know um we, i'm not a charismatic i'm not a pentecostal I don't believe in all these speaking in tongues and stammering lips and da 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 da. But but you see, the prayer language is only the beginning. I'm praying that God will take us to the place where we really belong, and the place we really belong is when you begin to speak with stammering lips with another tongue, languages you've never learned before. Sometimes, if you want to know the power that the church carries. You go into history. When you quote from the Bible, it's powerful. If you also go into post-Bible era, where after the Bible, some people after the Bible was written, some people had the power to exercise some of the gifts and the abilities that are written in the Bible. It really encourages you. The Roman Catholic Church has a history. And the history is that they had some people who operated like they were superhuman. That is why a lot of those people, after some time, the Roman Catholic Church got up and said they were saints. Because these people lived, and after some time, everybody realized that they were not like the normal people that were alive. They were different from other people. One of these unbelievable characters was a woman who was an abbess and abbess is somebody who is the head of um, some nuns this was a roman catholic leader of nuns and her name was saint colette saint colette came from a place called kobe in france the woman was so anointed born in 1380 died in 1447 saint colette of kobe was this french abbess powerful anointed with strange gift she was a french woman like i told you a virgin in the ministry it, it means that now 
a virgin, a virgin, a virgin. Can I emphasize that word a virgin? A virgin, a virgin, a virgin. It means the realm of holiness that God wants us to walk in in order for the Holy Ghost to be the Holy Ghost in our life, many of us don't know that level of holiness. Because you know what? Holy Ghost cannot operate with sinners. Truth is this. We are too sinful for what we are looking for. You cannot be sent collect without holiness because without holiness it is impossible to please him and without holiness no man will see the lord saint colette 1380 to 1447 i'm trying to calculate the years maybe 67 years old 67 years without knowing a man Sixty-seven years. She doesn't know Emma. We want to speak in tongues. We want to fornicate at the same time. We want to speak in tongues. We want to drink alcohol at the same time. We want to speak in tongues and operate with stammering lips and unknown tongues, moving the glossolalia, and we still want our sins. It doesn't work that way. Saint Colette, French woman, she survived poisonous drinks. This woman was poisoned, would refuse to die. Because you see, too much holiness in her body for her to die. May God saturate you with another level of holiness and righteousness. In our case, speaking in tongues is a joke. It is entertainment. But, but in those days, speaking in other tongues or being xenoglossic or operating in the glossolalia was a sacred assignment. Holiness, purity. St. Colette spoke two distinct languages. She spoke many languages. Many languages, she was xenoglossic, like I'll say. But two languages she spoke very clearly were Latin and German. So here is a woman who is a French woman, and she would go, she's a missionary, she would go among the, 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 the people that spoke Latin, and she would speak fluent Latin. She would go among Germans and speak fluent German as if she was born a Latin person and as if she was born a German person. I'm praying that in the last days, may you move away from the stammering lips that goes with ba 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 sha da 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 and may God take you to another dimension of speaking in tongues. I see somebody who lives in Accra. You will land in the Volta region and speak in ever as if you were born and ever i see somebody come from america like a fear and you land in bogatanga and you speak frafra as if you were born a frafra may signs and wonders follow us
That was the story of Saint Colette. Because sometimes they are just too good for these sinners they live among. There are many sinners in the world. There are are too many. The evil people in the world, there are too many. So sometimes, when the very good ones and the very righteous ones come into the earth, the Bible said concerning Lot that the righteous man vexes his soul daily living among these sinners. When they come among these sinners, they just live among them. For a short period, God just withdraws them and takes them away. And then people say, oh, the man died, the man died, the man died. And or the woman died, the woman died. And sometimes, it's not just death. The, the, God did not consider them worthy to whom he had given them. You know what? Of whom the world was not worthy. You know what, people? May God never give you a righteous man and a righteous woman. And your attitude of ingratitude, your attitude of non-discernment will let God say, you know what? You are not worthy of this person. Let me take the person away from you. And that is how some people lose wives, husbands, parents, children, natives, relatives, prophets, teachers. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.